0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon. another week, uh, another uh, non-movie-going week as we're still in the coronavirus. I'm clamoring for theaters at this point, um, and it just stinks that we're seeing so much stuff get pushed back. It's, we're, I'm just worried that we might have a really weird award
1: season. I feel like it's hitting you now. (laughs) I feel like the movies are hitting you, man. It hit me like I feel you right now. I'm just I'm just making the best of it right now. Cause what have I been? What have I been doing? I've just been watching a lot of streaming, and yeah, it just sucks. There's no movies to go to. I watched a really good
0: movie this week, and I I don't have it to discuss later on. But now that I'm thinking about it, I did see a really good movie on Netflix this week called Alpha Dog. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, have you is ever that with Justin Timberlake? Yes.
1: Yeah, I have heard of them. Is it like the skateboarding one?
0: It's not really skateboarding. It's like, you know, these kind of suburban white kids but like, you know, they're like uh LA drug dealer people, but they're just like, you know, young young white kids. Not like, you know, skinhead or anything like that, but like their daddies live in the suburbs and they sell drugs. Gotcha, gotcha. And they party. And, but, I mean, like, it's kind of still gang, almost gang stuff, almost kind of like it's, it's, the, it's the drug game. But it's so cool. Justin Timberlake does a really great job, probably the best acting I've ever seen him done. And Anton Elgin, rest in peace, he's in it.
1: Yeah, rest um, in peace. Man, I'm upset I didn't watch Code 8 this week. Oh, yeah, I forgot to watch Code 8 this week. I'm going to watch Code 8 for the next we'll episode of the next pod. Week. Yeah, I, but like, I'm excited to watch Code 8 from the Amel cousins, the Amel family.
0: Yeah. Um, and speaking of those guys, you know, one of them was in Arrow, the other one was in Legends of Tomorrow, but I'd seen even their names be up for the discussion. Not, uh, not, um, which what's the guy's name who played Arrow? I, I'm thinking Steven, but that's the other guy.
1: No, other Steven cousin. played Arrow.
0: Oh, OK, OK. Well, so, so Steve. So Stephen, not him, but the other Emil Robbie, Robbie, he's I've seen him in the name for the Flash. But we're going to talk about that because with all this stuff that's been going on with Ezra Miller, um, I don't know if they're going to make a move to keep him or what. But the DC's is going to need a new Flash. And we got some names that we think could don that suit. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to specify when you're doing it whether you think it's Wally or Barry.
1: Oh, I got specifications, bro. Right. You know what I got in? I've been on my documentary game heavy. So last, I, I, last week I did. I don't know if I mentioned it, but the Stefan Marbury documentary for anybody who likes sports, Amazon Prime, and it's on Apple Fire. I've been watching McMillions on HBO because HBO apparently is free on Hulu for a couple of like for I don't know how long, but like you can watch HBO on Hulu right now for free. McMillions, I've been watching that. Uh, What's some other docs I've been watching? Have you heard of the Tickling documentary? The Tickling documentary?
0: Yeah, apparently there's this competitive Tickling documentary on Hulu. I started it the other day, and I really want to finish it. But pretty much, like, there's a sport that's called competitive Tickling, and they're highly homophobic.
1: Oh, shit. It's like this really
0: strange underbelly, and, like, This New Zealand journalist is like trying to like get to the bottom of it. Like it's it's kind of an interesting concept. My coworker suggested it to me, and he said it's pretty cool.
1: Interesting. I might have to peep game. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but we got a lot of we kept it in the cartoon world for this week just because we had an interview plan, but we had to switch it up last minute. But this was arguably the hardest list I've had to make since we started this series.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty difficult, you know, doing, I guess we can kind of say it's the adult animated list.
1: Yeah, but it's the adult animated comedy list. Unless sure. you don't have comedies on there.
0: Um, I'll, I've kind of had a non-comedy in the honorable mentions.
1: Okay, okay. See, um, but every,
0: everything else
1: is pretty much comedy. Because to me, um, when you say non-comedy, that means I could put Cowboy Bebop in there.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I didn't put Cowboy Bebop in there. Okay. The only, like, non-comedy one, and I'll go ahead and say it because it was an honorable mention, and I really don't have much to talk about with Castlevania.
1: Ah, okay, see, yeah, yeah, I'm glad, okay, yeah, I'm glad we didn't go that route because I could have said some anime, and I, and I this is just straight comedy. Yeah, but I have a action-y comedy in my list, and I'm excited. For sure. But we'll
0: get to those, and um, as well as... Uh, Well, that's it, huh? Oh, no, we're gonna do
1: our Tom Hardy... Oh, yeah, we're playing our game of, can you swap this actor out for a movie? This week, my actor that I told Schubert he had to come up with movies and TV shows for was Tom Hardy, so he's gonna ask me questions to see if I think Tom Hardy can replace the lead actor in whatever movies he has chosen, so I'm excited to see what he he has, because I'm a Tom Hardy fan on the low, like, maybe not even on the low on the high key, because, like, I think Tom Hardy's only done one bad movie and it wasn't even really that bad. It was the one with Chris Pine where they were two spies and it was the rom-com. After that, Tom Hardy said, fuck that shit. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Wait, you don't the, remember?
0: Ruth's Witherspoon? Yes!
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I liked it though.
0: I don't I didn't think I watched that, but yeah, I do remember that that's what he was in. And that's funny this now evening- that I think about what I was mentioning on my list where I don't eat think he can do
1: <laughs> this means war he was pretty good at it but he was the straight man Chris without Chris Prine's comedy I don't know if that movie would have worked
0: yeah it's just like I don't know how Tom Hardy could fare when it's not serious
1: yeah <laughs>
0: but I mean like I think that he got as an actor missed out on a lot of opportunities to be in franchises and I'll mention that
1: true 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 but uh, but, he, but he was in the
0: dark knight rises so
1: Didn't he will get was- that he iconic, but uh, shoot me whenever you're ready, man, because I'm excited to get to our discussions this week.
0: Yeah, man, we got a few new stories, but I'm ready to get to the discussion, so let's jump into it. Let's go. Uh, so the first thing is I want to talk a little Star Wars. We mentioned the Rosario Dawson thing last week where she's going to play Ahsoka, um, but the new news is that it was a multi-show deal, meaning that she could also appear in casting Andor or another series that hasn't been named yet. Maybe Obi-Wan?
1: Mm, okay, okay. I mean, this is cool. You're, you're hype on this. On this, You're keeping us up to date on this news, brother. Well, I mean, like, we knew that
0: she was going to be in The Mandalorian, but to now know that it's a multi-show deal that kind of opens up the, po- the realm of possibility for Ahsoka, also that multi-show deal could be her own show.
1: True. That's what I was kind of thinking. I think it's going to be Mando, then hers, probably.
0: Because they were always talking about they wanted to spin off things from the the Mandalorian, so this could be it. Uh, and then the next thing out of Disney is a little bit more interesting. I don't know how they're going to do this, but they're yeah, going to remake the 1973 animated musical comedy Robin Hood. Uh, Blind spotting director Carlos Lopez Estrada is going to be the director. Um, Carrie Grunlin, who wrote the script for the Disney Plus reboot of Lady and the Tramp. Oof. Is going to write the script uh, and um, producing will be Justin Springer, who did Dumbo and Tron yeah. Legacy. Ooh. Oof. Yeah. This uh, is, this is new, all oof, but Carlos. The, the new version is being developed with animals in a CGI live action hybrid format so similar to the Disney remakes Jungle, Jungle Book and Dumbo. Like, when I first thought they were going to do, like, a live-action remake of the Robin Hood thing, I thought they were just going to do, like, the Robin Hood thing, but with people. And then, like, I read to the bottom, and I was like, oh, man, you guys are going to do, like, talking foxes and junk? I'm out.
1: (laughs) Talking foxes is where I draw the line. The thing is, the difference between this Jungle Book and Lion King is this. Those animals in the other two previous mentioned movies were on all fours. They were being animals. <laughs> they were on all fours. This movie requires foxes, rhinos, lions, oh, nice. d- bears, nice. bunny, bears. everything to stand up and have clothes on. <laughs> like, what are we fucking doing? Like, like, this sounds like a giant
0: Sonic the Hedgehog catastrophe, you know? But Sonic worked, though. I'm not going to even let you do that to Sonic. But, I mean, like, you're going to have to animate the entire thing like that. Like, I can understand, like, going back and fixing Sonic because it's one CGI effect. But you're going to have to do the whole movie like that. They're going to make it th- them have normal eyes. It's going ve- to be weird. It's, I mean, it's going to be kind of like Detective Pikachu as well. I mean, kind of like how they brought the Pokemon alive.
1: But even those Pokemon looked cartoonish because when they had yes. white eyes, I don't think Disney's going to put white eyes or put the eyes that Robin Hood— I, They're, they're going to make it real animals. Dude, I think he's gonna look like cats. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's gonna look bad, bro. I am scared
0: for this. And then the it fact better that- not be in theaters. It better be a Disney Plus show. Yeah, that is. Okay, it says for Disney Plus. Okay. The
1: fact nice. that it's coming straight to Disney Plus tells me maybe not a lot of money's going into this, which scares me even more so.
0: Yeah, yeah well, I mean, Lady and the Tramp was such a big smash, right?
1: <laughs> that's why I said oof when you said the writer. So, but I mean, look, you could go beat for beat for the old one. Like what's, what's the, what's when we talk about writing. How I much mean, does,
0: I, now when it comes to like the story, I mean, it's a damn killer story, but I just don't know how
1: it's going to look. Like if we ever do Disney movies, it's going to be hard for me not to put Robin Hood in the top 10.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know, man. That's pretty tough, but like, it's definitely, it's definitely a movie that I'm not hating on seeing. If it's available, like, if someone's like, oh, yeah, I want to watch the Disney Robin Hood, I'm like, oh, yeah, dope. Let me sing the opening song. It's amazing. Oda Lolly. Yeah. Robin Hood and Little John.
1: Yeah, going through the forest. Going through the forest. Lolly, Lolly, Lolly. But (laughs) enough of me and Schubert singing. Next up, bro, Netflix released the distraction trailer for Chris Hemsworth, and I'm saying this could be Chris Hemsworth's best movie Outside of Thor, this could be his Die Hard.
0: This looks good. Uh, I think this is a really good opportunity for Chris Hemsworth because he's really getting all the press because there really aren't any other movies coming out that are really you know putting out trailers. So this is kind of like the most anticipated movie for people right now. In fact. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are really going to check this out. I hope they did the proper job with it that um, that it becomes a smash for Chris Hemsworth. This is exactly kind of what he needs getting out of the Thor scope, even though he is still working with the Russos in a way. Um, the Russo,
1: and that's why I'm kind of excited because the Russos kind of know how to handle him. I mean, they're not directing it, but they're part of it. They, they, they know what type of vibe he should be. I with. like that it's set in like India. Yeah, it makes it different. Like, I don't need it to be in America. You're right. The location of it definitely helps him a lot.
0: Yeah, it's different. I've never seen, like, some kind of, uh, drug of you shit know... India. Yeah, like some crazy... Drug shit in that, you know, in India. Like, that's exactly.
1: Cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of factors in this that are playing for this to be a smash for Chris Hemsworth. The setting, the, uh, the di- like, the people involved, as long as he comes through and kills it and the writers did a good job with the story, we should be in for a damn good action movie. Which I need in 2020, because there's no James Bond right
0: now. Well, it's supposed to be in November, they changed nah. that before the coronavirus hit.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah no, James Bond November. I'm, this is coming out on the twenty fourth of April.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I wish since we have no James Bond, this is gonna give me that vibe
0: for sure. So that's definitely exciting for that to come on to Netflix. But something that came on Netflix today uh, was the new Tiger King episode. Did you Did you watch it?
1: No, brother. No. Okay, tell me what. Tell me what's about. I'm gonna right, add, so- I'm gonna add an amendment probably. I'm gonna watch it after this, and if it's fire enough, I'll add an amendment. If I, do, if I don't, then. I mean, it's
0: not that fire to go back into it. I mean, it's pretty much like a 30 minute uh, deal where the first thing that pops up is Joel McHale, and it's like, it's like, yeah, Joel, this is Joel McHale. Uh, we wanted to, you know, do an extensive Tiger King, uh, you know, edition because everyone's, you know, clamoring for it during the quarantine, and all Netflix sent me was an iPhone. So let's do this. And so, like, he pretty much just uh, FaceTimes with some of the, you know, the people from the documentary. He talks to Jeff Low and Lauren. The update on the the hot nanny.
1: Please um, tell t- t- me Carol Baskins in it. No, no, no. Oh, Carol didn't want to come on.
0: No, you get the guy with no legs. <laughs> uh, Does Doc Ansel make an appearance? No, no.
1: Oh my gosh, they didn't get the stars!
0: You, no, you pretty much get some of the... You pretty much get the staff, like the... um, uh, The no-arm girl. The no-arm girl. You get the no-leg guy. You get the one of the head trainers, the guy with the long hair.
1: The blonde homie who's looking like he's on so many drugs.
0: Yeah, which he says he wasn't on any drugs. He was just really drunk. Any of the and, lovers... Uh yeah, John Finley. Okay, okay. Because
1: you know obviously. he's trying to clear his rep with his teeth.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um oh, no, all right. Yeah, I don't have
1: to watch. And this And
0: then shit. the um the producer guy. Oh, uh, he, Kirkman? And he's, yeah, and he's in Sweden right now. What's he doing in Sweden? I don't know. <laughs> he says people are still recognizing him. And then uh and then the campaign manager guy.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I don't I mean, need to watch.
0: It's, this. it's a fun little watch,
1: but like it was not anything too serious. Yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Next up, we got Amy Schumer's leaping from comedy to go to cuisine by testing out her new cooking series for Food Network. The Discovery-owned cable network said it's unveiled an eight-episode series with a working title, Amy Schumer Learns How to Cook. The show will feature Amy and her husband, professional chef Chris Fisher, in a 30-minute self-shot episode that pair the cooking dishes while isolated due to the coronavirus pandemic. This sounds like Amy Schumer's trying to help her husband get into the Food Network sphere. So, pretty much. In- I don't think I'm gonna watch it, and I'm Something a Food Good Network bag. guy. Yeah, this is not my. This is not a competition food show, so I don't. Unless Amy Schumer's about to be really like entertaining, which I don't think she's gonna be. I'm not watching her learn how to cook from her husband.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm not really that huge of an Amy Schumer fan. Nothing against her. Yeah, I she's funny you. sometimes, That's but like, my, I'm not my, really my, clamoring to watch the Amy Schumer cooking show.
1: Also, Atomic Blonde two is coming to Netflix. So I'm. What is I
0: never saw Atomic Blonde one. I really do want to see it. And it's fire. I, yeah. So I'm excited that they're going to bring that to Netflix. It's pretty cool.
1: Hopefully Charlize Theron comes back. Unless we're doing a di- a different woman, like that'd be lit. A different I would be cool with either way. Yeah, me too. So cool. All right, um. And before we talk, go to movie on the rise. I want
0: to talk about Queebie. Have you yeah, watched any Queebies?
1: No, I didn't. And I know i Quibis? should. There's Quibi, like whatever it's called. There's like free 90 day watch. Yeah, I got
0: I got the free 90 day trial. I've already gone through two shows all the way. Ooh, which, um, which, which I mean there's seven minutes. Okay. Like every episode is seven minutes. How was chance? Um, to- I know you watched it. I've only watched the first three episodes. Is it trash? I mean, it's just so be short. Honest. So be honest, was it trash? I mean, it hasn't been, like, too funny right yet. I mean, like, he hasn't really done anything. Like, he pranked. He's pranked Meg the Stallion. He could have did um, something. Some YouTuber I've never heard of.
1: What's his name? And, you don't even know his name?
0: No, it was some God. girl. I don't, and, like, and the, and the prank was lame. Like, they made her, like, think that she was a part of some bar mitzvah service that had gone wrong. It was weird. And, uh, and then Adam Divine. It's,
1: damn, the Adam Divine one wasn't even
0: funny? Uh, it was kind of funny because he got really frustrated okay because like it was about his car chance dropping the ball bro i mean it's all right um I, I did get it all the way all through the episodes of chrissy's court because it's just it's it's stupid hilarious <laughs> it's fun you know to watch seven minutes when like you're walking a dog okay so, okay you don't have a dog though. girlfriend has dog oh
1: okay, okay okay
0: but um yeah, like on Chrissy's court, they they address that she's like unqualified for this. The okay. you know, the cases really aren't that serious. John Legend makes you know, numerous appearances. I mean, it's, whatever. Um, I watched the show Flipped, which is hilarious. It's got um, oh man, what's that guy's name? Will Forte, the guy from okay. SNL and all that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, um, and the what Caitlin Olsen who plays D on Oh Sunny. How's that show? How's D doing? That's hilarious. Like, it's okay. about them. They're a couple that they want to try and become like a house flipping show. But they end up like how they end up like buying a house and breaking in the wall and find a million dollars. So, you know, it's a drug house. And um, so you I'm not going to
1: spoil, well, yeah, spoil, spoil, I kind of kind spoil the just, rest of that. that and that's seven minutes, too.
0: Yeah. Seven minutes an episode. Really and then okay. there's a drama with Liam Hemsworth. And I have only watched the first episode of that, it, but it's also correct. just seven minutes. And um then there's the game show singled out that is making a comeback. How's um, that? It's whatever. Kiki Palmer's the whole the host. You pretty much like have someone who it, it's a pretty dumb show.
2: Okay.
0: Like the only thing that I think is like super it's bomb flipped. on there is flipped.
1: Okay but right, I do think
0: like some of the other stuff is fun to watch. Just, you know, I'm
1: ready for legends of the hidden temple.
0: That's true. It's supposed to be on there. Yeah. I think, yeah. It would, I think it's going to do pretty well in the seven minute format. Okay. Okay. Good for, Queen I like the, I like the, the, the thing, like I've been telling people about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I like this man. Like, I just like, if I'm bored or something. I just watch a little seven minute show. All right,
1: that's what's up. All right, that's lit. All right, it's time for movie on the rise. I'll go first this week because I just have some anime because nothing's really dropping. So, uh, new anime you guys could check out: Operate uh, uh, Ranman or Operate Ranman. It's about this engineer from Japan and the samurai, uh, basically getting to some shit in Japan. The engineer's like a disgraced son, but he's really smart and he makes really dope inventions. He makes this steamboat. They accidentally get into it and set it off. And he was like, well, now that we set it off, we're not turning back. They go all the way to America and they enter in the transcontinental American Great Race. It's a Western with a race in it. There's crazy characters in it. This show looks absolutely amazing and it's animated very well. I watched the first episode. I really, really enjoyed it. Where do you watch that at? Uh, Funimation in Hulu. You can watch it on, Hulu. It's, on pre- Hulu. it's pretty damn good. Also, Millionaire Detective. It's basically if... Jim Gordon and Batman were the same age, but Batman didn't become Batman. He just was a detective and used his money and ingenuity and all of his shit to help him with the detective. And Jim Gordon's like, bro, you can't pay for everything. And It's just just a good freaking show, Millionaire Detective, first episode's out flame that's also on funimation and hulu so those are my two recommendations for the week also on hulu a good is speaking of adult cartoons this one makes my honorable mention but i'm gonna give it out uh now you can watch it on hulu it i don't know how old it is but it's called forget about it it's about these uh, it's about this italian mobster who rats on the mob because they were trying to kill his uncle Chichu who was in the mob and they have to relocate to regina canada and it's about their adventures of, as a family in Canada dealing with the witness protection agent who's a Mountie. And like they just do, it's just fucking hilarious.
0: All right. Well, yeah. We'll have to check some of those out. I definitely want to check out a couple of those animes.
1: Yeah. Operator um, Rambian oh. for sure. Check that bitch out.
0: Yeah, man. For me, I'm super psyched about what we do in the shadows coming back for season two this week. It'll be on FX on Wednesday, I think on Hulu on Thursday. Okay. Uh, I mean, if people haven't watched this show on the first season, like just give it a watch and you got to you you got to, you know, really get into the the world. I don't I, it's so kind of dry because it's like a faux documentary. But I mean, like if you've seen the movie, which had Taika Waititi and the Flight of the Concords dudes in it, I mean, it's it's hilarious. I had stumbled upon this first season just randomly on Hulu last year. I was like, oh, let me just check out and see what this is all about. And I ended up loving it. I mean, I, th- I think it's one of my favorite shows on TV When I at really? the time when I saw it. So, like, I'm super excited for this to come out. I'm, I hate that it's going to be week to week, but, you know, FX put, is putting out great. Stuff we're already talking about Dave on a weekend, and I hear basis. Devs.
1: Devs is amazing. I'm here, and I need to watch. I need to catch up on Devs. It's, I watched the first episode, and I did not understand it. So, I, oh
0: damn! It's so I'm kind of weirded out on like what that's all about. But yeah, uh, well, so I'm catching and See what's up. Stuff. Also, but, but, I'm
1: catching up on Westworld. I'm in season two, baby. I'm about to. Yeah. I'm almost done, and I'm gonna be in season three pretty soon.
0: One more thing about what we do in the shadows: the seventh episode has a nine. 10.4 rating on imdb Ooh. it's one of it's a really high rated episode it's hilarious okay it out. and it has very it has a lot of homages to past tv and movie uh vampires oh. and they even make cameos
2: oh
1: wait i think i saw an episode of this at your house it actually is pretty funny i like yeah, it. Okay, yeah no the i'm gonna definitely watch this show wait I, I think i watched the whole first season at your house maybe so Wait, no, I'm pretty sure you showed it With to me. the vampire and I, orgies and Yeah, shit? and I stayed up all night and watched it. All right. Yeah, no, this show's good. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, for sure. All right, let's talk Dave, brother. Let's start it off. This was the Taco episode. Taco uh, from Odd Future and uh, and his Asian... I don't know if that's his girlfriend's roommate, Dave's roommate, but that's like his homie. And Yo, I didn't like, realize that that
0: was Taco from Odd Future.
1: Bro, I've been saying that for weeks. Yeah, I mean, now it just finally
0: clicked with me. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's okay. And so it's about their relationship. Uh, she doesn't want the friend group to know that they're banging. And Taco got upset when uh, when uh, Gata came in and she was like, yeah, he would be the last person I'd want to bang on Earth. And you just know that feeling of when the girl you want to get with just denounces you in front of your friend. It's just like, damn, girl, but you're doing this at night. But then when we get in front of people, you don't want to claim me damn that's rough that's
0: harsh yeah man i felt like his struggle the whole time I, and i thought you know it was definitely an interesting story to tell and for us to get to know him a little bit but like i hate that that was the only thing that we got to know him with like well and
1: was, the, if you are a music
0: person if you went the trippy red stuff oh yeah oh yeah with his music yeah
1: because a lot of that shit is like SoundCloud, like rappers stealing SoundCloud producers beats and then just uploaded like it's theirs. That's real shit. And like I found that funny. And then just like him telling Trippy Red, like, I didn't want to overstep my boundaries because it's like we do this. I didn't I didn't want to. He was like, nah, bro, you, you got to try to put yourself on. It is true. If you don't take the shot, you'll never know if you'll make the shot if you don't take it. But I also understand Taco because it's like. I have relationships with people, and I don't want to overstep my boundaries with asking them certain things, so I get it, but you'll never know if you don't shoot your shots, so I related to this episode heavy.
0: Yeah, man, I related to that episode because I want a wooden shirt.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, the wooden shirt shit was hilarious. <laughs> and Trippie Red just sending out his, his nephew with some rando, but that's how you build connections, networking. It's not about who you know. I mean it's not about what you know it's about who you know and that's that's why Trippy Ray going to do one a Taco song cuz he took care of his little nephew if Taco would have said no he wasn't doing no song for him for sure that's true so n- not not a lot of Dave this episode very little but I was okay with it
0: yeah i mean he made a brief appearance and we got to see some Gator too so i mean like we got to see them included but just like we had to have an episode that was pretty Gator centric we, we had to have one that was um, pretty what's the character's name
1: I don't know his, I just know I just know it's Taco. <laughs> like
2: right.
1: I haven't even bothered to learn his name. I just know it's freaking Taco. Wait, let me let me look. That's I shouldn't do that. I should not do that to Taco cuz he's killing it as an actor and I don't think it's like Taco playing Taco. I actually believe it's the character. Let me see. But I just I just know him as Taco. That's the sh- the cr- crazy thing about. Oh, he's Els. Yeah, Els. Yeah, Els. Els and the girl's name is Emma. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm ready for a mic episode. Yeah, I
0: think that's about to come. I, I'm wondering yeah. how many episodes we have left, actually. Let me look at that one on their page. Nine total, they're saying. Well that was we just had the eighth, did we not? Uh
1: let's see. No, we had seven. Oh, so there's only two left. So we got,
0: Damn. No, we have three left. Uh, okay, so one, on 15th, one on the fifteenth, one on the twenty second, one on the twenty
1: ninth. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, there, there's um, got to be an Alley episode coming soon. His girlfriend- Alley's toast, number nine. Okay, real. Okay, cool. So who's next? I, I don't. I don't know. P yep. I. It's called P I B E. Oh yeah, there's no plot to it. Okay, yeah, I just see this. Okay. Yeah. Word. Well, we probably get back to Dave next. Probably so. All see right.
0: Well, what's going on with the crew.
1: I liked it more than last
0: week's. Yeah, I did like it more than last week's. Um. And I do like that we're getting the different perspectives from the different characters. because That was what I asked in the beginning.
1: The silent disco was t- tight, too. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Shit like, hey, yo, bitch, <laughs> suck my dick. Hey, yeah, put your hands up if you're a lame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> high five. High five. You love black people. <laughs> oh, high five. Yeah. You hate black people. That's <laughs> fucked up.
1: <laughs> and then when the. Oh, but. Also, another thing I relate to because I have friends who are DJs. Shout out to my guy, Jesse Slater, a.k.a. Lil Artho. Bro, he said the worst thing about DJing is when drunk white women come up and request the most stupid songs. <laughs> like that woman requested party in the USA and and he was like no I'm not playing this I don't give a fuck about this gig (laughs) playing what I want to play that's the one rule of DJing like you should not ask a DJ for a request he's paid to play he's a curator it's his job like don't request anything bitch
0: fair yeah I mean like I I definitely thought that that was a pretty funny scene it was like he was like yeah uh, I would rather die
1: yeah exactly like don't ask me to play party in the USA. That messes up my whole vibe. That messes up his whole set. So, yeah, there's a lot of inside baseball in this episode that I appreciated. But I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with Dave. Dave, honestly, if, if shit ends now, Dave, Dave's going to be up for some Emmys. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I believe so. so. I think, but, you know, even when it's all said and done, it's pretty possible. Judging, like, um, what Space Force does. And that's actually something we didn't talk about I guess we slipped out of notes, but the pictures came out of for Space Force and looks pretty awesome. So, yeah, that might, that might be something of, that gets thrown out there. Because I, I see mean, a lot look, of they Michael got J.K. J.K. Simmons J.K. on J. there J. too.
1: Huh? Yeah, J.K. S- uh, no, 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 not J.K. Simmons, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich. But I see a lot, a lot of. Uh, a lot of michael scott energy in steve carell's performance on space force but i feel like he might be meaner in the show
0: maybe so i mean it's still the people behind the office who are going to be doing this so i think they're going to let steve do what he wants to do I just, it depends on what he what his thought process is with it all i don't know when you
1: see a trailer yeah i know exactly hopefully that comes out this year but you let's get to our flash stuff you hit me up you were like bro with all this because we're not we're not talking about the Ezra Miller stuff, we talked about that on the main show last week, but like, with all the stuff going on with Ezra Miller, you were like, DC's gonna have to make some choices if they're gonna recast, and you said you had a list ready for uh, if they recast, who you think should be in it. I With you making a list, I was like, I'm gonna make a little list too, so let's go back and forth. You start us off, who is one of your main people that you think should replace Ezra Miller?
0: Yeah, and the tweet I sent out, I said that I had a Star Wars alum, a CW actor, and a person who's betrayed a famous sprinter. I also have some other ones, um, but the first one I'll mention: the Star Wars alum Alden Ehrenreich.
1: Ooh, nice, nice, nice! Okay. I think that I think he could
0: step up and and fulfill the role of maybe a Barry Allen. I don't know about Wally West. Okay, he would Barry, all right? But I, I do think that while making the move to Wally West would work, but there are some people here that I think would be more berries than Wally's.
1: No, I, I, I agree. I have more, I have some berries in here in Wally's funny that you picked Alden. My first pick, my number one draft pick was someone who was up for the role of Han Solo, but they chose, uh, they chose, um, Alden over him. I'm choosing Ansel Elgort for, he could either be both. I, I'm okay with him being Wally or Barry, but I really like Ansel L. Gordon. I think he's one of the hot young names in Hollywood that I need to see get some more work.
0: I actually don't... I didn't have him on my list because I didn't think that he'd be good for a DC superhero movie. I don't think he'd be good for Marvel either. I I just don't see him as like a superhero actor.
1: I think he could do it. I just just got a feeling in me. I think he could do it.
0: All right. Um, I'll throw an off-the-wall one I had on here. If we wanted to go an older tone with
1: Barry Allen... Or
0: maybe do a Jay Garrick situation. What about John Krasinski?
1: Ooh, okay, okay. All right, John Krasinski, Jay Garrick. I ain't mad at him being Barry either. I yeah, that's like what I'm saying. I,
0: I think he could be an older Barry, depending on how you wanted to do it. If the if you wanted a Barry Allen that was more to the same age as like Gal Gadot.
1: But look, and if you're bringing in, if you're bring in John Krasinski to DC, he better be old Hal Jordan. Uh, yeah, that works too. That, that, that that's just my love for John Krasinski, man. But I I feel like he's gonna be Mr. Fantastic. I also
0: think well, it could be really interesting. And they so too bad they've already cast Black Canary. But what if like he and Emily Blunt were like Green Arrow, Black Canary?
1: Could John Krasinski be Green Arrow? I think so. Oh man, I don't know. Like I love him, but Green. Ugh. He could be like oh man, I don't know. Ooh, I like Emily Blunt as as Black Canary though. I do like that like a lot. Yeah. But I feel like I just, they're about to be the Fantastics, like Mr. Fantastic and Mrs. Fantastic. I feel like that's just coming. Oh, that'd be lit. <laughs> yeah, like I see, feel like that's, that's what I'm saying. Coming. Like, I want to stake them into the DC world and, like, ooh, Yeah. See, put them, John Krasinski's green uh, lantern. But I do have a CW Wally. When, when I say CW, he was in the CW series of Riverdale. I'm talking KJ Apa, and that's what a lot of fans requesting. Not saying that I think he could do it, because I don't necessarily believe he can, but this was what I'm seeing from a lot of fan castings, and I just wanted to shout it out. I'm pretty sure this is the guy you had on your list. that we. Because he has about. red hair. Yeah, like, come on, Pete. This is not a good casting choice. He could not do wally west in, uh, next to robert pattinson's Batman with Matt. no no robert. i mean it's pretty much like if we're gonna if we're gonna give kj
0: appa the shot then we might as well give the barry allen Great. TV yeah.
1: but i mean like at least kj
0: appa has some movie cred
1: yeah true 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 okay okay who else all you got? right
0: um so the the sprinter played jesse owens in a biopic stephen james
1: oh you went with an african-american guy I have a few African Americans.
0: I actually have three. Oh,
1: you have more African Americans than me. See, for some reason, when I think gender bent of, uh, I mean, a uh, race bend of of Barry Allen, I go one way. I go one way, and I honestly, I think he could be Wally too. I actually would rather him be Wally. I said Dev Patel.
0: Oh yeah, I, I thought I saw some. I thought of that, and I saw like I even I think I saw a list
1: with his name on it, but I don't know. Maybe. I think Dev Patel could pull it off, man. Like, and and honestly, out of all the DC superheroes, that's the one I think he could be the best. Especially since he could he's too old to be with Robert Pattinson as Nightwing. Yeah. So honestly, I like maybe Green Lantern Kyle Rayner, but I don't want Kyle Rayner in it. So I think Dev Patel could be a good flash.
0: Maybe. So that,
1: that's a, but I like your Jesse Owens pig. Uh, you shocked me because I have no black guys on this list. None.
0: Really? OK, well, the next one I got is a Joe Al or no, this is a white guy. But Joe Alwyn.
1: Who's that? What's he in? Let me see. Let me look. Him he's
0: up. he's been he played the main character in Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, the the uh, the war film by Ang Lee. And uh, he's also been like some period piece stuff. And he was also he also had a role in Harriet. Um, but he's, you know, a young actor in Hollywood, kind of got like the fre- a fresh face. I think he could be a, a good Wally. Did you look him up? I'm
1: looking up Billy Ling. Okay, what's his name? No, he's Billy? Joe Joe Alwyn. Joe Alwyn, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, young dude. I see you. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. I got a young dude, and he's only going to be Wally. Like, if you cast this guy, he has to be Wally West. And I'm going from your show, Stranger Things, Joe Keery. Joe Keery? <laughs> yeah. I'm Joe into it. Keery. Joe Curie is Wally West, like young boy. He's the young boy of the league. He's cracking jokes. Like just to add some brevity to the darkness of Robert Pattinson and what, and what Gal Gadot and everybody will bring. I think Joe Curie would kill it. <laughs> just up there cracking. It's like legit Justice League Barry Allen. But and let me and let me give a caveat. If Joe Keery's in it, I would want a straight man of Jon Stewart to portray their friendship from the uh, Justice League TV series, and I would really want Trevante Rhodes to be the straight man. He's from Moonlight. He was in Predator, but I think he got a bad shot in Predator. I want Trevante Rhodes and Joe Curie to give me that Jon Stewart-Wally uh, West relationship.
0: Uh, another guy that I think could you know flip with Jon Stewart and Flash is uh, Kofi Siribo. Oh, okay. I, I think I know who Kofi is. He's been like Whiplash, Queen Sugar girls trip, you know, some smaller royals but he's kind of like a long shot. You want Whiplash? Yeah. Okay, okay. And then even more so a long shot uh Dameson Idris from Snowfall.
1: Ooh, Dameson Idris would be fire, but I'd want him to be Wally. Yeah, Wally, for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ooh, Dameson Idris, I like that pick. Okay. So I had also on there Cameron Monaghan. I think he could be a good Wally, and I actually think he could do an acting job in movies. I got, if you want to cast a big name, and if this guy wants to really be an actor and go into blockbuster filmmaking, like blockbuster filmmaking, I don't know if he'd ever do it, but Harry Styles.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are two good ones. And then my last one. I just don't think they could carry a, a film.
1: Mm, okay. See, but that that it's coming later in life. Cameron Monahan less so than Aaron. I mean, Harry
0: like you could say that about some of the people I said too, so you know it's all a risk.
1: And then my final one, he's a straight up Barry Allen. Jonathan Groff from Mindhunter, if you want an older uh Barry. He's Holden Yeah, yeah, I know. He's also from Glee.
0: Yeah. Oh, he, I didn't
1: know he was in Glee.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's a f- he's a famous musical guy.
1: Well shit, he could be Barry Allen. Yeah,
0: he could so- be Barry Allen. Grant Gustin was also in Glee.
1: I think my favorite cast from you is either Damson Idris or... uh, Who else you said that I like? Uh, Oh, man, it was one of Yeah, I liked Alden a lot. Yeah, Damson Idris and Alden. I think my favorite one that I did is either Joe Keery and Dev Patel. I love those. (laughs) Those would be really interesting Flash movies. (laughs) It would be so interesting of a Flash movie. But uh, let's get to our game. Tom Hardy, who you got? What movies you got for me? All right, well... I'll start with the
0: cans. I don't think Tom Hardy could do a, a romance movie. Like I don't think he could play a romantic lead like a Notebook. Ooh,
1: <laughs> no, you can't do it. <laughs> He's not passing up Ryan. No way. No.
0: Well, I mean, like I, I think of him as someone who could do Ryan Gosling roles, though. So but one not that now. I think, well, one that I think he could do in Ryan Gosling is Blade Runner. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is tough oh man okay wait wait I gotta look at Tom Hardy films I gotta pull them up <laughs> but I, I also think he could
0: do Blade Runner you know hair support but I'm just saying like I feel like he could be in that
1: yeah okay so him in the Blade him replacing Ryan uh Ryan Reynolds in Blade Runner Gosling. Ryan Gosling in and I did that earlier because my girlfriend was watching Crazy Stupid Love and I came in and I was like what's Ryan uh, what's, what's my boy Ryan Reynolds doing and she was like "Gosling." I was like fuck I messed up alright so could Tom Hardy replaced Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner 2049. I'm going to say yes. Yes, I'm going to say yes. I think it would it would be a different movie of course because you'd have a different actor, but I think we would love that movie just as much. And that's no disrespect to Ryan Gosling cuz he's a great actor, but I think Tom Hardy could pull it off.
0: Um one that in the TV wor- in the TV world there's two things I have on there that I think uh Hardy could be in because you remember he was in Peaky Blinders. Um I think he, that had to he show could, himself taboo. He, yeah, taboo, taboo. Tab- tab- good point. But um, I think he could have been in Game of Thrones. Oh, as who? Shit, man! I think uh, he could have been. I think he could have been like. Uh, I think he could have been Jamie Lannister, Jon
1: Snow. Oh, I don't know about Jon Snow. Damn. Okay. Yes, I think Tom Hardy could have been in Game of Thrones. Uh, actually, when did Oh man. No, I'm going to say no because I think what makes Game of Thrones work is the fact that we don't know the only person we really know like have a lot of experience with is Sean Penn. I mean not Sean Penn. Um oh my goodness, what's this guy's name? Uh the guy who uh, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. But he died. Oh man, I knew uh, so many people on that show. I don't know. Lee Okay, wait. Let me let me get back. Lena Headey, we kind of knew but she, Game of Thrones gave her her major popularity. And and uh, Tyrion Lannister, and that's the only three like we really, really knew before Game of Thrones, and that's why I'm gonna say Tom Hardy's too big of an actor to be in Game of Thrones. But I don't, right. I don't dislike it. Maybe Tom Hardy was Sean
0: Bean's character, maybe. Well, and I guess they he'd probably be too big for this show too. That I had the
1: boys. Oh no, I, I, I'm gonna disagree with that. Let me, and, and I know it's crazy, but Carl Urban. I think he could have did Carl Urban's role. He only could have done Carl Urban's role. Only. I think so. He could not have been Homeland or any of those other ones. He'd have to be uh, uh Billy the Butcher. He'd have to be. If not, uh, no. But I think he could do it if he's if he's Carl Urban's role. One hundred percent. One of the easiest ones, I think. I
0: think he could have replaced uh, what's his name, Logan Michael Green in Upgrade.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he
0: looks just like him.
1: Looks just like yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. <laughs> um. Let's go to the superheroes. I think that he could have been Captain America. Oh uh, no
1: no no
0: no 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 way! It should be no way. What about Bucky Barnes?
1: Fuck. And the funny thing is, I like him more for Bucky than I do Cap. But I can't have him be an understudy to Chris Evans.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I can't. Um, well, how about another superhero film? How about The Hulk?
1: Oh man, he's not smart. And this is no disrespect to Tom Hardy. He's not smart enough to be Bruce Banner. He doesn't look smart enough. And it's and that's no disrespect. He he's too much of a of a of a of a machismo act. I don't see like to be the Hulk, you have to sell me that you can be meek and mild mannered Bruce Banner. All right. And I don't believe Tom Hardy's Bruce Banner. What about and this is the series or the movie, The Punisher? Oh yeah, facts. He could have definitely been the Punisher. Easy. Easy.
0: Um I think he could pretty much do any war film, but what about uh, Lone Survivor?
1: Oh, and replace Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, I think he could have did that for sure. Might have been a better movie.
0: Um, what if he was in the Fast franchise in oh, who? Paul Walker's role?
1: Oh shit! Oh shit! In like early in his career? Yeah. Damn, I like him more in Vin's role. He
0: could have been. I think Vin Diesel was needed for that time and then I don't think Tom Hardy would have been big enough for that.
1: I don't know, Shubh. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Not fast. Um. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Okay. I like those. I like that. was a good one. Those were some good ones. I think my favorite one is the Billy the Butcher, because I think Tom Hardy could have definitely did that. Easy. And that would have been flame. My favorite one is Blade Runner, because like, yeah, I, no, no. I want
0: Tom Hardy Blade Runner now.
1: That one is great. Can I give you another one that I think Tom Hardy could have did, but he yeah. doesn't? Ryan Gosling he replaces Russell Crowe the nice guys and have nice guys guys with Ryan Gosling and Tom Hardy instead of Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe interesting yeah that probably would have been but you you gotta have Tom you gotta have Tom Hardy be the straight character because when you said Ryan Gosling I was like could he replace Ryan Gosling in nice guys no because Ryan Gosling is a very good comedic actor in that
0: um and some things that I said that he couldn't have been in I said that he couldn't have been in Harry Potter as anything. Yeah, Yeah, no, nothing. And he couldn't have been in, like, an Indiana Jones kind of movie.
1: Uh, Tom Hardy could have been Indy. I don't know. I think Tom Hardy, if you do a reboot Indiana Jones, I think Tom Hardy could be Indy. It'd be a darker Indiana Jones movie.
0: He could be Indy. And then I guess, of course, you know, the other one is uh, James Bond, the most common Tom Hardy
1: thought. Okay it ha- it would have to be the Daniel Craig James Bond and people would be more ready to get rid of him now than they are Daniel Craig because Tom Hardy's James Bond would be a bruiser and Daniel Craig's Bond was a bruiser but he'd be more so I I think I think he could do Daniel Craig's Bond no other Bond but Daniel Craig's
0: yeah I think so um but I, you know could he be the the guy to take up the mantle afterwards
1: No because they need a swap they need like a Tom Hiddleston, Henry, less of a bruiser, more of a intelligent gadget type person.
0: They need to go back to like almost a mystery style bond. Is what you're yeah. Saying.
1: Like Roger Moore, Sean Connery style.
0: Seduction. Yeah, pretty much. They need someone, someone smooth. All right. But uh, that's it for the Tom Hardy stuff. I'm ready to get All this cool.
1: list. All right, you're going to have to give me an actor for next week because you brought it this week. I'm going to bring it next week. Don't you worry. All right, let's get into the top tens. You got any honorable mention? Top ten, adult,
0: and uh, I mentioned cartoon. Castlevania, and the other honorable mentions I have are pretty much the same show. It's Brickleberry and Paradise PD.
1: Ah, nice. Okay, I have Paradise PD as an honorable mention as well. I have Super Jail as an honorable oh, mention. Oh,
0: yeah, Super Jail.
1: Such a great show. Uh, just basically... It's about the warden, his assistant, and the uh, the guard. And it's just their adventures inside of this jail that the warden creates. And it's just crazy animation, crazy gore, a very good Adult Swim show. Uh, I got Lucas Brothers Moving Company as an honorable mention. I wish the show had more seasons because if it did, it maybe could have made the top 10. It's just not enough seasons to make the top 10, but it's a great show. Uh, sort uh, of puns. Oh, Okay. All right, I got Squidbillies as an honorable mention as well. Every time I watch Squidbillies, I got to put in a fat Chad, and that show is just outrageous, brother. Like, T-Pain did the intro for one of the episodes. That show is fucking nuts, and I wanted to put it, but I felt... i never really watched that show. With the Nickelodeon list, I felt obligated to put SpongeBob... Uh, To not put SpongeBob on it, because that was my opinion. But with this... There were some I felt obligated to put on, but it wasn't a chore for me because I actually like these shows, and there's yeah. no way I could argue Squid Billy being over some of these shows, but it was a great show. BoJack Horseman, honorable mention, I need to watch more of it, and I know people Same. say they love it. I just need to watch more of it. Uh, and Robot Chicken. So many nights pick oh, up. Oh, I forgot about that. Like After Family Guy, if you still had the TV on, which you probably did, Robot Chicken just dumb humor gotta give seth green his shout out because that show was great like uh the uh gummy bear who gets his who gets his leg chopped off the fucking robot that humps all all, uh metal and shit um they have so many iconic characters yeah Uh, now that you say that like i
0: if i would go back i would have put that in my top 10 i would have put it at 10 but for Uh, now it's fine
1: I can understand why you put it at 10, and I I probably could have put it at 10, but my 10, I feel a special connection to.
0: I feel that. Um, But I'll I'll start at number 10. You mentioned Lucas Bros. Moving Co. I had a hard time with a show like that because it was like a 15-minute shot. And the thing about it is that I discovered it on the animation domination block on FXX, and so I'm giving that my number 10, the the animation domination block. Because not only was I a big fan... Of Lucas Bros. I was G- a fan G- of Stone Quackers, <laughs> Major Laser, High School all USA. Right.
1: I'll let that slide because those are those are five. All right. I'll let that slide as 10, but that's kind of an axe cop. Yeah. <laughs> axe cop. All right, cool, cool. At my number 10, I have the show that I'm ready to come back. It needs to come back in 2020, just for how much shit. Imagine if you saw. Takashi six nine versus the Bloods. Imagine if you saw Drake vs. Soldier Boy. Imagine if you saw Drake versus Kanye West. Imagine if you saw Joe Budden versus the Migos. Imagine if you saw LeBron James versus Kawhi Leonard. I'm talking celebrity death match.
0: Cardi B and Nicki Minaj.
1: Yes, bro. This show. Was absolutely amazing. My mom hated that I watched the show and I got into it when I got into iTunes and I was able to buy the full seasons and have it on my iTunes library. This show is downright entertaining. I love the two commentators and, and the other commentator being hooked on drugs and always having some crazy shit happen to him. Like, Oh man, Celebrity Deathmatch is grade A adult animation, and I think it it, it deserves to be on the list. Like honestly, if you have wa- if you were alive in the early two thousands and you knew about some of the gossip with the celebrities and you watched Celebrity Deathmatch, it was absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get to watch too much Celebrity Deathmatch, but it it was pretty much a, an iconic show, and it was a pretty crazy animation uh, for the for that time, especially so. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to definitely make the comeback. I'm I'm ready
1: for it. It it just needs to be in 2020. I don't know if people will be able to take it. I don't oh, know they will be
0: received.
1: Put it on a streaming service and just say fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: why not? Run because like that show has to be as as n- not giving a damn as it was when it first came out. HBO Max, are you listening. Yeah, look, HBO Max, you can definitely steal that idea.
0: All right, but uh, for me, number nine is a Netflix show, Big B- Big Mouth.
1: Ah, damn. Big Mouth definitely should have been in my honorable mentions. I fucked up. Good pick, Shuby. Yeah, Big Mouth, I think,
0: was a really clever show um, about adolescence and puberty that kind of hits all audiences and um, really kind of has a a good spirit and also some really crazy jokes. Um, Yeah. And it 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 toes the line in a really strong way.
1: And it's, and it's one of my favorite creators and comedians, Nick Kroll. So
0: and some really great comedians involved with it. I mean, John Mulaney as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very solid Netflix show.
1: I'm mad at it. And number nine, this is my Matt Groening entry, and it's not The Simpsons. I'm coming where with Futurama: The Story of Fry, Leela, and Bender. This show is great, and it could have possibly been at my number seven. And it it would be on other people's list probably higher than where I have it. I love that show, and I think it's great. It's just the other shows I like a little bit more than it, but the humor in it is grade A. Like with Ronald Reagan in the Hall of Presidents, the Star Trek episode is great. Uh, The Slurms McKenzie episode is probably by far my favorite uh, when they spoof Willy Wonka, great, and and just Futurama, just the look at everything they did of just spoofing different er- elements of sci-fi. I thought it was a good show, man. Making a
0: comeback when it was canceled.
1: Yeah, it did. It definitely made a comeback. Uh, um,
0: I had punt for me. Okay. Um, at you. So that was your nine. Yeah, it was my nine. Uh, number eight is oh, the other Matt Groening show. I put The Simpsons in.
1: Oh, uh, you um, couldn't get there. I could bro, I'm not a Simpsons kid. Well, I'll
0: tell you why, because like The Simpsons was pretty much like the first show that was kinda like forbidden fruit that I finally got to taste when it came to like adult humor. It was kind of like the first thing that kind of introduced me into like that world. Um and even to this day, every year for Halloween I watch the Treehouse of Horror.
1: Real? Okay, and I know. Imagine- that's but that's the
0: only episode of The Simpsons I watch now. Okay. But like every year I watch The Treehouse of Horror. All
1: right. Well, my number eight is my... It's funny that we put our Forbidden Fruit at eight because mine is at number eight. My mom stumbled upon this show when I was watching Cartoon Network. She actually started watching it with me and she was like, this is the only reason why I'm letting you watch it because I like it and we, it's something we bonded over. Family Guy, the my first entry in Seth MacFarlane. I mean, what, what more can I say about it? it? It was... It's an amazing show. The story of Peter, Lois, Stewie, Brian, Meg... Uh, that the 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 world he created with Quagmire, Cleveland, Cleveland got his own spin-off. Joe, you got Herbert from across the street. You got uh Adam West as the mayor. You got uh his boss who's the woman who wants to bang him. You got <laughs> uh at the pub, you got it took what the Simpsons did and I think it made it for a newer generation, but I like the pop culture references it pulled, the flashbacks. I mean, Peter versus the chicken, um But to me, and I think the later seasons made up for this, the newscasters, but to me, Family Guy was a lot of tongue-in-cheek dick joke, fart joke humor for a lot of the show. And then it became more serialized, and then it went back. It matured after a while, but I think there's a Seth MacFarlane counterpart that's higher on my list, that's better than this show. But I am not mad at anyone who puts Family Guy higher than eight. Family Guy could honestly fall anywhere from one to 8 for me, and I'd be okay with anybody putting it ho- at any point in time in their list.
0: Yeah, I have it a little
1: higher. I ain't mad at it, because Family Guy is amazing, but it's just, that was the start for me, and I think they're, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I like another Seth MacFarlane show better, and I think they're better family dynamic cartoons better than Family Guy, but I think, to me, Family Guy did it better than Simpsons.
0: Um, I would agree that they did do it better better than The Simpsons. Uh, the Simmons just has some crazy longevity that you got to respect. You know, In
1: fact, no, one hundred percent.
0: And they have, and they had a solid movie that went to theaters and was successful.
1: No Family Guy movie so Yeah, but um, the series, the episode where James, the, all the James Wood shit, hilarious. But the episode where they, where they spoofing Agatha Christie with James Woods dying, that was a great, <laughs> that, that was a great moment, and all the Star Wars shit too.
0: Yeah, I was gonna mention Star Wars shit. Um but yeah, for me, number seven was what we mentioned earlier on with Futurama. I had that's where I had that.
1: Uh, I ain't mad at it. Futurama. And I mean,
0: I just uh, had Futurama was just something I had on all the time. It was kind of something that like I really, you know, glommed on to. I definitely liked it better than The Simpsons. I thought it was like and let Matt me see, Groening's it's- masterpiece after The Simpsons. It was like, oh, yeah, I figured out The Simpsons. I can do a show. And then I came up with like The Good Show.
1: Oh, no, Futurama is 100% Matt Groening's masterpiece. Disenchantment, I don't know what he's going for with that. But uh, with this list, oh, so. First, more so with the other list, I think the only other list I could say, it was probably Cartoon Network. And that's not saying anything about the other list. But this list is where I legitimately love every show, one through 10. Like, these are the shows that I love. So these are the shows probably I watch the most. So... And I I am I am mad at any show on any of these lists or where any of us put them. I was upset with our other list where you might have put things, but with this one, I love all of these shows. So, and this is a real personal preference type list. And with number seven, this is probably my most personal preference pick. I don't expect this to be on your list, but I had to show love to Carl Jones. I had to show love to uh to the creative staff and everybody who works on this. Carl Jones, come on the pod, brother. But Black Dynamite, to me, has to be on this list, and I couldn't put it higher than seven. Black Dynamite's such a great show. I mean, you have Michael Jai, uh, Michael Jai White. You got LaShawn Thomas, who worked on uh, Cannon Busters, who's the creator of Cannon Busters. It was made by Carl Jones. You have two seasons, uh, and it's just a hilarious show. Tommy Davidson is Cream Corn. You got Kim Woodley as Honey Bee. You got Byron uh, Mins as Bullhorn. And you got Michael Jai White as Black Dynamite. It's basically adventures through the 60s, 70s, and just crazy shit. Like one episode, you have. Uh, where freaking Mr. Rogers turns out he's too pissed. He's sick of being a nice guy and he just goes all out. You got black and white gang wars. You got the gay gang war. Like there's so much just hilarious commentary on the 60s and 70s. Like Black Dynamite had to do a mission for Reagan to put crack in, like deal with crack in the hood. Or like Black Dynamite had to go to Vietnam. There's so much just hilarious shit in it and just different guest star voices, you have Chance the Rappers, Bob Marley, you got uh, Snoop Dogg in the show, Orlando Jones, Phil Lamar, this show is just, it's a black show, but I think anybody, if you give it a chance, you would love this show, because they make fun of black people, white people, they make fun of everybody, and it's just, if you can get through the boondocks, you can get through this show, and this show is amazing, but I couldn't put it higher than 7.
0: Yeah, I have to check that out, I haven't really heard of it.
1: Yeah, no, Black Dynamite is great, very slept on.
0: Yeah, man, I'm looking at it. It's pretty crazy, but uh,
1: anyway. What you got at number? Oh, and the action is amazing. Black Dynamite's a martial artist because of Michael Jai White, and like the action is just. This is an anime. Like I, I, this is an America and anime for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for number six, we're at now. Yeah. uh, Bob's Burgers is where.
1: Oh, punt! Let's not even talk about it. Let's not because this is a punt. This is a major punt. Oh, my gosh. But my number six is probably going to be a punt for you, so you might as well just say it. South Park. Punt. Yeah. All right, let's go to five. All right. Five. What you got? Uh, I got the boondocks. Oh, another major punt. Well, say your piece about it, and I'll just gush over it later.
0: Uh, for the boondocks, uh came to me later in life. And I really think it's a well thought out show. Deserves being the top five. Um, the other four just um, hit harder and landed with me more. But I do think the Boondocks is one of the best show, animated shows that's ever been made.
1: Yeah, no, Boondocks is amazing. I will gush on it in a little bit. Not as not as big as the Bob's Burgers pun. I'm so upset with you right now for putting Bob's Burgers six, but. I digress. And you could be mad at me for putting South Park. I mean, I there's only are. so many. I know. I know. There's only so many spots. At number five, I have, in my opinion, which is the best Seth MacFarlane show, American Dad. My goodness. when I, At first, when I was growing up, and I have, I'm have, i going to say this about my number three as well, but when I was growing up, I because I love Family Guy and the humor related to me more, American Dad had more politics jokes, and I didn't necessarily understand politics as well as I did Going into college when I went to college and I started watching American Dad, it just hit a different accord for me with Steve, uh, with Roger. To me, if you ask me who's a better side character, Roger O'Brien, I'm going with Roger 10 times, to- 10 days out of the week, 10 times. Roger is amazing. Steve, to me, Steve is better than Brian and Meg. I can't say he's better than Steve Stewie, but I like Steve more because Stewie's a baby. So, And Steve to me is the best singing animated character of all time. Anybody who sings, they don't have shit on Steve Smith. Steve, uh, Steve Anita Smith. Buy his album, bro. Bro, I would definitely buy Steve Smith's album. Dad is gone, not coming home. Nah, never again. Nah, Steve Smith's fucking amazing. Uh, Stan. Stan is an amazing father. The CIA shit. Him being a Republican dad and all the shit he gets into. To me, the episode where uh, the child molester abducts Steve and brings all his friends to the to the mound is crazy. Where Steve where Steve is getting breaking his killing virginity. Uh, all the shit with like there's so many great episodes and I love Francine. To me, I like Francine more than Lois. And then I like Haley a lot. I like there's not as many great side characters in terms of Quagmire, Joe, and everything like that with us with a. American dad, but I do love the head of the CIA. I love Steve's friends a lot like Toshi and, uh, Oh man, I'm forgetting his Jewish friend and his fast friend's name. I only remember Toshi and, uh, such a great, and then also, uh, fricking, uh, Haley's boyfriend. This show is absolutely the hot tub episode with CeeLo green. Oh man. There's so many good, I had so many good times with American dad. And I just think, this is this might not be Seth MacFarlane's most popular show, but I think this is Seth MacFarlane hitting on his creative strides, hitting a creative high and just giving you hit after hit after hit.
0: I think um, what would you say? It was a little bit more of his highbrow comedy.
1: I, th- I would say so. I'd say this was him taking chances. And they and I think they worked.
0: Yeah, I never really got into the to American Dad, but I haven't really hated watching it if it was on. It was just like not something I turned on.
1: It's a shout out to my boy, Carl, and shout out to my boy, Henry. This show is our show. And like, I love me some American dad. So what you got at number
0: four? Number four is where I put Family Guy. Oh, uh, OK. It, it was just the show that even to this day, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Yeah, turn I mean, it on. It's it, to me, it is the show, like you said, better than The Simpsons. That But kind of is the, that vein of The Simpsons, like. If I were gonna have a show about a family that's pretty much just pop culture spoofs, I'd rather the family guy than Simpsons. I agree. So Pick my list. And and the the Star Wars stuff, I think, is some of the best uh Star Wars, Star yeah. Wars parody since like Spaceballs.
1: Only one that's is that in it doesn't come closer to it. Close. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Robot Chicken. Shout out to Robot Chicken and and, and the Muppet Babies. Mm, okay (laughs) all right so at number four for me i'm sure this is a punt but like i don't know how far of a punt rick and morty um
0: yeah it's punt, but not
1: too far all right so rick and morty to me is an amazing amazing show i mean just the the when you talk about rememberable episodes with rick and morty the episode uh let's get uh Swifty. let's get Swifty. or when they send fucking jerry to the, jerry. the floor <laughs> when they send jerry to, to the, like the, to the jerry the jerry daycare um, day camp. oh my god
0: <laughs> and but that's also the episode where they like they play that video game in blitz and shits that's like yeah, um where, where live your life
1: and then wait, is this the episode where Morty wants to have his adventure and they go to uh and that dude tries to rape him and Morty Oh kicks god, his ass? yes. <laughs> or or when they go to do the purge episode. It feels good. Yeah. He, or y'all gonna make me lose my mind when him and Summer get buff and they take roids and they beat up the devil?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. First we're
1: gonna rock, then we're gonna roll. <laughs> nah, man, that that show is amazing. Rick yeah, and Morty. I'm
0: it's at four.
1: It's it's at four because the my one and two I can argue are the best adult animated comedies. My number three is a is my personal. I just have so much love for this show. And it was hard for me to put Rick and Morty at four for just how much memorable episodes and and everything that means to me. Well, pretty much almost doesn't have any dead episodes. No, no, it doesn't. And And like, honestly, the continuity factor is crazy. The continuity is amazing. And that's the only downside I could give it. And the continuity in the episode where Rick, when they arrest Rick, but once they get him out, it's amazing. That's like the only downside of a season I can give it. Yeah. When when they go to the small planet with all and all, they go to the corn planet like that. That part of the season, I that, wasn't really digging that
0: part in, in that episode, especially like the back half of that episode was kind of lame, but the front half was pretty dope.
1: Yeah, when, when with, you like when, third, person's third person's wedding, person's wedding. That. like that was a crazy double cross. No, 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, Rick and Morty is an amazing show and one of the best adult comedies to ever come out. Shout out to Justin Harmon, shout out, I mean, Dan Harmon, shout out to uh, Justin Royland and everybody who works on that show. Y'all have. Y'all have gold. Y'all have comedy gold.
2: All
0: right. Well, for number three, and this is not something that you haven't mentioned at all, so I'm wondering if it's on your list or if you just forgot about it. But Archer.
1: Oh no, bro. Archer
0: does does not make my list. Oh well, I have Archer pretty high. Man, like I thought that show was pretty freaking hilarious. I watch the one episode where he's got like cancer over and over again. I think it's hilarious. I mean, I think that there was just a lot of smart stuff that went on with the show. The only thing that is a downside was that they tried to play it on too long. Mm. But so I, they had to switch it up because
1: the ice is shit.
0: Yeah, I understand. And um, and I guess maybe only one of those seasons landed, but they kind of dragged it. But, I, you know, I think that's really clever, especially the Bob's Burgers crossover episode. That's the um, one
1: episode I love, of Archer.
0: So uh, that's why I had it so high. I mean... And I guess it was also kind of a tradition to watch with friends of mine. So it was definitely something that I had some love for.
1: I'm mad at Well, I I can say I know you don't have any Mike Judge on the list now because I know what your remaining two are. It's just one. Yeah, it's just where I got to see you put it. Mike Judge comes in at my my number three and it's not Beavis and Budhead. No, it's the propane salesman in Arlington, Texas with yeah. Hank Hill, King of the Hill, bro. <laughs> Bobby Hill, Luann, Peggy, and Hank are some of the. It, it's yo. Want to talk about humor? I love this show. Dale, Boomhauer, uh, freaking. Oh my gosh, how am I forgetting the other homie's name? Um, Bill, like. Uh, finding out that uh whatchamacallit joseph isn't dale's kid and he's fucking john Redcorn. uh the episode where hank and uh where peggy falls out of the sky skydiving hilarious the episode where hank finds out he has a japanese brother hilarious the episode where they go to new orleans and you find out bill dotry's family and all the the ex-wives and i guess one of his cousins is trying to bang him uh Uh, when Connie's cousin comes into town and Bobby's making crystal meth in the school. Just so many good episodes. And you see the, the era of the early 2000s. And when you look back at that show, you can pinpoint where we've come and where we've gone. And I just love that. And I love just the Republican humor in it. I love it. And it's just, it's hilarious. The spoof on just Texas life and just Southern living. I thought it was just, Absolutely funny, and I love, 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 love King of the Hill. And I think this is—Beavis and Butthead's cool, but this is Mike Judge at Mike Judge's best.
0: Yeah, I guess um, if I was going to go Mike Judge, it would have been Beavis and Butthead. I just never really got on board with King of the Hill,
1: but that was just me. My favorite Beavis and Butthead thing is Beavis and Butthead Do America, the movie. Yes. That movie. So, And Mike Judge transitioned to live action, did Silicon Valley, but— King of the Hill had to make my list. And I couldn't put it higher than three, but I knew it couldn't be lower than four. So the the the, the main problem I had was putting King of the Hill over Rick and Morty, but that was just a personal preference thing at that point. For sure.
0: Um, for me, I guess we know that it's come down to two things. And uh, this is where I have Rick and Morty because I don't have it at number one. That'd be absurd. I, I thought it's you were going to have least. it at one. It's too early to have it at uh, number one. But it's definitely hitting on all cylinders right now i think it's made a huge cultural impact uh you know get swifty is on t-shirts all over the place you know so many rick and morty t-shirts are out there it's almost like a it's a personality trait right now to like rick and morty just like it is with the office and stuff like that so uh rick and morty just really really hits hard for people out there and you gotta like it or you either gotta love it or you gotta hate it because there's no in between
1: Yeah, no, Rick and Morty's great, brother. It is just, it's flawless, man. Like, I can't, I can't say anything bad about Rick and Morty because it's just, it's just absolutely amazing. So I love that show. My number two is about two kids and their grandfather, Huey Freeman, Riley Freeman, and Granddad Freeman. It has four seasons. It's about to come back to uh, HBO Max, which I'm very interested with the past. Rest in peace of John Witherspoon. I would love to see Huey and Riley get a great aunt or a grandmother like like instead of granddad is grandma. And they find out that her and granddad got a divorce and they have to go live with their their grandmother and they get a famous black comedic actress to do it. Like Wanda Sykes would be great. Uh, Tanisha Arnold, who was Pam and Martin, would be great. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other just great comedic actresses to do it. Um, da, da, da. but that that that's just like Lunell. The, Lunell would be good. Niecy Nash wouldn't be bad. Uh, Monique wouldn't be bad. Regina Hall wouldn't be bad. Like I would just love for Virginia them. Regina Hall's not gonna do it. I know, but it would it wouldn't be bad. But I would like for them to go to uh their grandma or great aunt and stay with them so we can get a different dynamic. But. Brother, the episode where Granddad gets uh, his girlfriend over who was who was in Mortal Kombat and Riley and Huey got a whoop their ass or stink meaner with a nigga moment like, <laughs> bro. Or with Delicious uh, being a gay rapper or the R. Kelly trials or let's nab Oprah or the uh, or the, the, the
2: Wensler
0: stuff like the young wonder- boy Wensler.
1: Ed Wunsler and Remy, who is Charlie Murphy and and uh oh my goodness, how am I forgetting this? Sam Jackson, when they go try to when they're looking for the Xbox killer and they go rob the 7-Eleven and they're like, We just did it because we did it. And then like that episode is nuts. <laughs> Freaking the episode where the lawyer, Tom, uh Tom Dubois, goes over his oh no, that's the episode. Well. Uh, where he thinks, the Drop the Soap episode, I think that's the Xbox Killer episode, but there, there's so many episodes about Tom Dubois hating going to jail and doing everything right because he doesn't want to get anally raped. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. When the Hurricane Katrina victims come over to their house, Uh, when Martin Luther King comes back to life, uh, just so much good shit or the little kid who's like i like to play uh i like to do hood rat shit with my friends when he starts trying to fight riley or when uh huey and them have to fight the old old uh women and Bashido brown has to come try to save him and Bashido brown gets his head chopped off like or my favorite riley moment when he when they're when they're spoofing scarface and he's selling girl scout cookies and he's like Fuck your, fuck your pink-ass tie. Fuck your British accent. Fuck all this shit. My president is black and my Lambo is blue. This is America, nigga. Now you can get the fuck out. Like, nah, bro. That episode is a... Um, boondocks is... I'm glad you had it in your top five because it honestly is one of the best animated things ever made. You get action, you get comedy, and you get pop culture references. That show is just amazing all races can get to it but if you're a black kid growing up watching that show that show just means so much and like Boondogs was a ama- that was a show that i had to watch every day when i got off uh from school from high school and then look at the new episodes it was just amazing so i'm excited to see how they do it when they bring it back to hbo max
0: yeah yeah i think they got to do they got to do it up big man they gotta got to change it up to- a little bit um,
1: make them but go to they their- also
0: gotta, but i mean they also got to like really
1: Hit some topics in oh,
0: in today's yeah. world.
1: Takashi 69 nine. Uh, there's so many. R. Kelly goes back to jail. Uh, o. J. Simpson. Cosby. Cosby. Like there's so much stuff. Like imagine them, like Riley and Huey looking at looking on Twitter, looking at O. J. Telling them stuff <laughs> every day. Like nah, bro. I could just. I could see it. I could see the amazingness that could come from this. For sure. Um, so shout out to Ruder and Carl shout Jones. Out. All um, right, so I
0: know we're at our number ones. And for me, number one is South Park. He mad at it. I ain't mad um, at it at all. It's, you know, I think one of the, uh, well, I think obviously the greatest cartoon that's, you know, been made. It's, it's got crazy longevity. Um, it keeps firing every year, like always on topic, always up to date, um, always pushing boundaries. Um, The movie was incredible. They've evolved into the game space like they have a successful video game that tells a funny story as well. So, I mean, they just do everything right with their pop culture reference jokes, parodies, all of it. I'm mad at it, and like I understand why you have. Mr. Hanky, yeah. the Christmas Pooh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> my favorite I mean, episode geez. is sh- is, sh- is Shitty Susie versus uh Shitty Walk. <laughs> or when they or when they go get the ninjas when they go get the ninja weapons and it turns into an anime real quick. <laughs> yeah. That shit is absolutely hilarious Mm. I ain't mad at your number one It probably should have made my top five But I had it sitting out right outside at number six And I get why it's number one And it's absolutely amazing My number one, I'm mad at you though Because I gotta go To the family They have ten seasons So I didn't feel bad giving it to them They got ten They have won Emmys uh, Seven consecutive times winning in 2014 and 2017 as well. I'm talking about Bob's Burgers, Bob Belcher, Tina Belcher, Linda Belcher, Gene and Louise Belcher. We got Jimmy Pesto, Jimmy Jr., uh Andy and Ollie, regular size Rudy, uh <laughs> freaking uh Uh, Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm slipping on everybody's names right now. But you get the pick Teddy like the characters in Bob's Belchers is absolutely hilarious. Daryl, Jocelyn, Tammy, uh, Mr. Frond, Mr. Fish (laughs) Odor, Mr. Fish Odor. There's so many good yeah, Mr. Older's brother when Mr. Older's brother tried to kill Bob and Mr. Older. Amazing episode. <laughs> when uh regular-sized Rudy and Bob and them go to the zoo and they lose regular-sized Rudy's uh inhaler or when they try to scam Mr. Older to get the uh to get the uh to, for the games. Or there's so many good Bob's Burgers episodes, man, like Tina's relationships with Jimmy Jr. when she when she asked two boys to the dance. Um Oh, man, I'm trying to... Or when Louise and Tina both join the Girl Scouts and they're looking for the traitor. Like, there's so many good episodes. And to me, this show doesn't rely on pop culture spoofs. This show is legit telling a story of family and friends. And there's, And he built a world without relying on where Family Guy Simpsons... American Dad, they rely on pop culture things. They say very small pop. The most biggest pop culture thing I saw was Bob saying he wanted to watch, finish Game of Thrones before he died, but that was just in the Game of Thrones hype. This show is just family dynamic, and just they do every character justice, from Gene to Louise to Tina to Linda to Bob, and it's about just owning a business and trying to raise a good family and raise kids. And to get me to laugh at that, and to get me to pick that over Boondocks, it's a special show, and it's and it's so special because I didn't like it when it first aired because somebody told me, suggested, it was like, this is a great show, and I was like, bro, I don't believe your suggestion. But then when I actually sat down and watched it, I can't help but watch every season, and I'm ready for new episodes. That's why I'm hyped for the movie. I'm ready for season 11. I think this show has hit its stride ever since season one, and once it got to season two and beyond, it's just been amazing, and I just think Bob's Burgers... Is the best animated comedy of all time.
0: Yeah, the only thing that pushed me back on Bob's Burgers was that it didn't have the adult element that I felt like the others higher had. Like, well, I mean, like it's a, it's it's about kids at the end of the day. Like, they're not like you know talking about you know vaginas and shit. You know, no, I mean, they're
1: not, they're not doing that. But this can't be on like Cartoon Network.
0: Oh, I mean. I think that the regular show is just the same as Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Burgers.
2: Oh no! Oh,
0: like man. when it comes to like the boundaries that it pushes. Like I don't, I just don't think that like, and I'm not saying that Bob's Burgers is a bad show because I have it high up on the list too. And like the only reason that it's as bad as it is because you know fam- Family Guy and Archer have nostalgia. Boondocks is way better written in my opinion, and uh, and Rick and Morty and South Park are. You know, push an edge a little bit more.
1: All right, the, the, Burgers doesn't push the edge as much. I'll concede well, that, but it's very write- well written. Like, yeah, that's what I the, about to say. The it, writing in it is flawless.
0: Yeah, to me, it feels like you know, watching other kid-centric shows that I feel like have very good plot. Devices.
1: Damn, I'm not going. I'm not going to let you do that because like. But I but, like, but I'm not dancing. no, but I'm
0: not saying like children's shows, but I'm saying like you know shows that aren't that are s- centered around. And like, you know, the, uh, a four family friend. It's like a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like it's like watching a cartoon sitcom.
1: All right. I'll, I'll concede that. But to me, I'm a Bob's Burger Stan and it's on Adult Swim and it's in that Fox block with Simpsons and uh, Family Guy. So I'm giving it adult animation comedy. This, this, you can't find me a show like South Park, Rick and Morty and, and Boondocks to me are the only shows that you could say in terms of story and like how well it's written that can compare. That's fair. So, and I, like that's why it's my number one. And I, I ain't taking no slack.
0: Bob's burgers is the shit. Bob's burgers over the boondocks
1: over the boot. It was hard brother. And cause you know, I'm a big boondocks fan. Yeah. I love Surprise. Bob's burgers, man. I love Bob's burgers. I love boondocks and I love King of the Hill so much.
0: Yeah. King of the Hill. I just, I knew it was going to be on your list, but I just never got into it.
1: You remember that those, like, months me and my girlfriend watched it, like, every day? Yeah. No. That was my shit. I came in here and talked about it, you puss. Dang.
0: Is but, this, where do you even watch that now? It's on Hulu,
1: Yeah, it's on Hulu, bro. Yeah. The whole show. And then American Dad. I, I'm shocked that that didn't make... I didn't know you were a non-American Dad fan.
0: Uh, I couldn't really tell you... I couldn't really describe any episodes to you.
1: Damn. See, I, I watch so many American Dads. when they. I love when these shows spoof the Warriors. Uh like, um, yeah. Warrior American Dad has a great warrior spoof, which is yeah, no, it's a made where Steve freaking. uh Oh, no, that's not the same episode, but they have an episode where the warrior shit happens, where he goes through different like clicks and shit. That shit's hilarious. But there's one episode where Steve does like a revenge thing because they made fun of his girlfriend for being fat. And they posted it on like the Internet. And Steve goes and gets an Indian mask and puts plots on all these girls. One of them gets shit on by a cow in her car one of them gets herpes and the other one gets like fat induced in her leg and it becomes huge. <laughs> like nah, like that. No, American dad is great. Like had to be in my top five, but I ain't mad at just South park. Cause South park is, is, is longest running minus like, uh, Simpsons. Simpsons. Yes. Yeah, so what South park does with continuation and just pop culture comedy. I ain't mad at it being number one. I mean,
0: I think it, it is kind of like, uh, a voice and in reason in, in a PC Today's world. Fact, yeah, no, facts it is. But this was a good list. This was a good list. Give your list again, Shuby. Uh, uh, number 10 is the animation domination block on FXX. Number That's nine a ch- is uh, Big Mouth. Number eight is Simpsons. Number seven is Futurama. Number six is Bob's Burgers. I think it's funny that both our number sixes were our number ones. Oh, yeah. Um, Number five is the Boondocks. Number four is Family Guy. Number three is Archer. Number two is Rick and Morty. Number one is South Park.
1: In my number 10, I got Celebrity Deathmatch. Number nine, I got Futurama. At number eight, I got Family Guy. Number seven, I got Black Dynamite. At number six, I have South Park. At number five, I have American Dad. At number four, I have Rick and Morty. Number three, King of the Hill. Number two, the Boondocks. And number one, Bob's Burgers. Man, good episode this week, Shuby. I'm digging it. And I didn't even think we were going to go this long.
0: Uh, I had a feeling this list would take a while.
1: real. Okay. Well, this list was fun. Now you know, I don't so think we're going to do that. Yeah,
0: match. in that Flash conversation, I feel that that was very necessary because oh, no, there should that be Flash news any day up. now.
1: Yeah, no. I'm I'm waiting to see how they handle this. Yeah, so that's we'll see
0: edgy. about all that. Let's see if they were listening. Yeah, facts. But
1: that's all we got this week, brother.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up for today. It was a fun conversation. Let's uh, find out what's going on with bros thing network.
1: All right. New episode of Anime Talk will be out on Thursday, not Tuesday with this week. It will be out on Thursday. As well on Thursday, you get the new Bros Who Thing podcast. Uh, you can follow me at limbwt. BWT, follow Bros Think at Bros Who Think. We moved the anime talk release date so we could review Tower of God. That's one of the main series we're reviewing in the springtime. It comes out every Wednesday, so we have to review it on Thursdays. We're also going to talk, uh, Millionaire Detective Opa Mon in, gl- oh man, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it, I think it's Glynn, Glenn, Glenn Faneer or Glenn Pierre or whatever the hell it is. It's G E. Panier, Paneer, G-L-I-E-I-P-N-I-R, Glenn Paneer, it's fucking nuts, that ain't, I should have put that on Movie on the Rise, but it's nuts, we're gonna be talking about that as well, amongst a whole other shit on Anime Talk, and this week on the Bros. Think Pod, we have rapper Cobain as a special guest, and me, Brooklyn, and Doom will be going over our black movie bracket, we're gonna count down, we have four regions with seven seeds in them, Uh, one through seven in each in each region and we're gonna do the figure out what's the best black movie of all time i'll give our number one seeds out right now one of the number one seeds we have is michael uh malcolm x by spike lee another number one seed we have is friday with uh chris tucker and ice cube another number one seed we have is coming to america with eddie murphy and um Oh, man. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Arsenio Hall. And the other number one seed we have is Ray with Jamie Foxx. So those no are training names. day. But training day is a number two seed. All right. Yeah. So, but it's up there. Training day is a number two seed. It's going to be. yo. this is going to be hard because like, oh, man, like Friday has to make a deep. Coming to Maybe. America it has depends to on who make it gets matched up with. Like if like to me, if Friday gets matched up with like the color purple or the help. Friday's winning. Yeah, probably so. Like Friday's win, but the tough one's gonna be like if training day gets matched up with Harlem nights. Oh, I'm gonna have a bad I'm gonna have a bad day. Gosh, that's gonna be fun. But yeah, that'll be out this Thursday, so. All right. Well, that wraps up
0: everything here. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at aShubert14. And uh hope everyone stays safe out there, has a good week, goes and checks out everything that's going on in streaming. Um, try the the Quibi night. Now- any day trial, if you want, it's pretty I will. interesting to have it on your phone. Um, and I think you could have it on like other devices too, it's just naps, so check it out. Um, but everyone out there, have a great week, stay safe, and keep
2: binging. This music, I know that you're feeling me. They're dope and it came from the Philippines. I'm walking in and demons and I got this smell of me. My money is the only thing that's compelling me. I'm block 19 if you're trying to challenge oh, me. Are you want a verse? Then you gotta pay your feet. I'm sure you know that I do not write for I'm free. I'm kicking it fuck the referee got a problem then they come to me who got a problem then refer to me i'm sending tearing toes with my team jimmy and shimmy moving them keys we have the cues and we have the peace we can make it here whenever we please i got Libby and sydney on their knees i get with money they're calling out penalties i always are in i'm still like felonies i catch your bodies if they try to tell me everybody all this famous just fell on see how i'm doing and they try to copy me they should have known that that isn't stopping me i always are getting your bitch on the shopping screen always are getting trouble for selling weed I'm dropping this music, I know that they're feeling me They're dope and it came from the Philippines I'm watching the demons and I got this smell of me